0: It initially started as like a form of escape for me, but by the end I just felt like I couldn't escape. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. Hello. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. And welcome back to the fourth episode of Voyage of Curiosity little fun fact for you, four is actually my lucky number, so I'm hoping that this is a good episode and this gets good numbers. Not that it's all about the numbers, but um, my last podcast was 58 minutes long and it didn't do as well as the previous episodes did, so I'm guessing that 58 minutes might be too long for a podcast, but let me know your thoughts, let me know your thoughts. Um, I hope you're okay and I hope you're having a good day. Today on the podcast we're going to be talking about something that is a little bit different and I've never really heard anybody speak about this before so I thought I'd just share my experiences about it and my kind of take on it and this is not me saying that I'm discouraging anyone from doing this or being like this or being a fan of this but this is just my personal interpretation and my personal experiences with it and I just wanted to share that because I feel like it's always good to hear what other people think about these kind of things rather than just go into it blindly so So, before we get into the actual topic of what I'm going to be discussing today, and before I discuss too much detail about what I'm going to be talking about today, I just wanted to give you a little task, okay? I know that our mental health can be suffering and our um, state of mind is a little bit disarray and everything's all sort of all over the place at the moment so i just wanted to give you a little task to sort of recenter and refocus the mind and sort of be present so this is a very simple task and it doesn't require too much concentration or thought all I want you to do is go over to my Instagram and I will put a question box on my Instagram when this podcast goes live and I just want you to leave a comment in the box in the question box or it could even be like in my comment section somewhere because I will be posting to say that this uh, episode has launched it can even it can be in the comments it can be in the question box I don't mind and I just want you to leave one or More of your favorite things, okay? And it can be anything. It could be your favorite band, it could be your favorite song, it could be your favorite colour, it could be your favorite flower, it could be your favorite season, your favorite item of clothing that you own. It could be anything. I just want you to leave your favorite, okay? And it I don't care what it is. Um, maybe you should specify. So I'm not just like, what do you mean, galaxy? (laughs) But um, yeah, just leave your favorite of any kind of thing. You could just put like favorite food whatever your favorite food is you could put like favorite season whatever your favorite season is just go do it now do it now I will be watching I will be looking at all your answers I will be replying to some of them if uh, any of them are my favorites as well that would be interesting to see so yeah just go do that now pause the podcast and go do it now okay I'm waiting Or you could leave the podcast on in the background whilst you go and do it, I really don't mind. But are you back? Hello, are you back? Did you comment your favourites of something? It could be more than one favourite, it doesn't have to just be one favourite. But hello, I hope you commented your favourite of something, and I'm looking forward to seeing all your comments and your favourites. So today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing everything to do with (laughs) K-pop. The world of K-pop, it's a dark one. It's something that I hear a lot of positive things about but you never really hear the negatives about it and I'm not trying to discourage anyone from listening or getting into k-pop and by no way am I uh, hating on any kind of k-pop groups or putting my negative opinions towards any kind of fans of k-pop I am just speaking from personal experience and this is basically what I've heard about people that said things about me whilst i was a k-pop fan and whilst i like k-pop and i just want to reiterate i'm not discouraging you from listening to k-pop or bashing any idols or any bands or any fans i'm just sharing my experience for education purposes and i just wanted to delve in a little deeper into the dark world of korean pop and you're probably thinking, Anya, why do you really want to talk about the dark world of K-pop? Isn't this going to be a bit of a depressing episode? No, this is not going to be completely depressing. And this is not going to be completely downward spiral, dark, deep, depressing, sad, uh, sadness, upsetting. I'm going to walk away from this crying. No, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be me sharing my experiences and my stories in a light-hearted manner. So you can listen and you can sort of feel feel kind of content that, I don't know, that that you didn't go through. I don't know what I'm on about, but anyway, I'm just going to be sharing some of my experiences and sharing a little bit of information for you that uh, the K-pop world doesn't really want you to know I guess um the fans that have gotten into it I'm sure that they probably aren't fully aware of the whole world of k-pop and obviously this is not me saying this is just in k-pop I know that there's many groups and bands and artists that have been mistreated in the past but this is specific to k-pop because I know that what like a global phenomenon it is and especially the moment a lot of people are fans of it and a lot of people are obsessed and taken with it and I'm not trying to discourage it in any way. I just wanted to share a little bit of my personal experience with it. So before I get started with the podcast and you're probably thinking, Anya, can you just get into it, please? (laughs) Um, I'm going to be doing my Curious Recommends uh, now rather than at the end because I want to try and change the structure of this episode a little bit and see what works best and see whether this works better than doing it right at the end because I don't know whether many people stuck around for the end last time, so I'm going to do it now. Okay, so in today's segment of Curious Recommends, I'm going to be giving you my five favourite songs my favourite food at the moment, a random product that I am loving, my favourite thing to do at the moment and my favourite YouTuber at the moment. So I'll start with my favourite songs. The first song I want to recommend to you and the first song that I would have been loving at the moment is Fade by The Driver Era. I love The Driver Era so much because they have such like a variety of like music and genres and like the way their songs sound, they're all super different, and I just love... I love that kind of vibe, but I recommend Fade to you, because it's a really good song, and I feel like everyone will just love it. Next song I'm going to recommend to you is... Um, Entera mi vida by CNCO and I'm pretty sure I'm going to recommend a CNCO song to you every time but I really recommend the song to you because the music video just came out a couple of weeks ago and you should definitely go stream the music video as well as the song and the next song I'm going to recommend to you is again another CNCO song and this is Por Amarte Así the music video came out just last Wednesday and I'm absolutely obsessed with it I'm obsessed with all the CNCO music videos that are coming out at the moment they are pure art and I'm just I'm so happy to see that like people that i um know aren't cnco fans are listening to cnco and that just makes me very happy next song i want to recommend to you is slower by tate mcrae um this came out the day before yesterday when i'm recording this i think And it's such a good song. Honestly, all of Tate McRae's songs are so amazing. She, for such a young age as well, she has so much talent. And the final song that I'm going to recommend to you is uh, Spinning by No Room, Charlie XCX on the 1975. I don't love the 1975. I like the 1975. I don't know all of their songs, so I wouldn't say I'm like a hardcore fan or anything, but I really love this song. And I think that this collab is perfect because I know that No Room have collabed with the 1975 before on Narcissist. And that was such a good song as well. But this is definitely, these are all definitely songs that are worth listening to. And next, I want to recommend to you my favourite food at the moment. And my favourite food at the moment, this is kind of a random one, is <laughs> this is such a stupid thing to say, but if you're in the UK, you, you'll know what Colin the caterpillar is because um if you know what the supermarket marks and spencers MS, they do Colin the caterpillar cakes um but basically they're calling the caterpillar face that so like the face that is at the front of the cake they've started selling those faces individually and they are so nice they're like basically like massive white chocolate th- um, massive white chocolate like caterpillar faces and then they've got a uh, milk chocolate on the top of them and they're so nice they're called giant column faces and they're only a pound i mean it's only for one so they that is kind of expensive for just one piece of chocolate but it they are so good I would definitely recommend you going into your local MS and and buying yourself a giant column face and please let me know tag me in your pictures of you and your giant column faces I know I'm just promoting the healthy the healthy eating lifestyle here on this podcast okay next I want to recommend a random product that I'm loving at the moment and this is a hair product that i'm loving at the moment i don't use many hair products because my hair seems to not take too many hair products and seems to react badly or just go really frizzy or just go really dry like whatever hair product i tend to use but this is something that i have been using for a while now i think probably about two months now i've been using it for and it's so good it's the l'oreal uh, dreamlens no haircut cream and it's in an orange bottle and I think you can get it in like boots and like super drug and all those kind of stores um it's basically like a serum cream thing that you basically put in wet hair I think and it's supposed to slow down the growth of your hair so you don't have to go to the hairdressers because obviously they're closed because of lockdown but it's really good and I am someone that doesn't like my hair being too long it is way too long for me at the moment it's like it's gone down like nearly to like past my um it's like it's like resting on my chest and I I really hate it because that's just far too long for me I like my hair like really well not really short but like shorter than most people would class long hair as. so um but yeah my hair is far too long for me at the moment but I've just been using this and it basically just like slows down the growth of your hair if you're a person that doesn't like your hair to grow too quickly um and yeah it's it's really good at like stopping the hair growth and yeah if you're somebody that has thick hair like me then it kind of like thins it out i guess you could say not like in a bad way it just kind of stops it getting so thick and frizzy all the time and the next thing is my favorite thing to do at the moment now i actually have more than one favorite thing to do at the moment i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you three things of my favorite things to do at the moment okay so my first favorite thing to do at the moment is to go on walks and this sounds so cliche but um I love going on walks I love going I I'm really lucky to live near the beach and I'm really lucky to live near the mountains as well so um I love going on walks with my family and my friends and my friend who I'm in a support bubble with Um, I love going on walks just through the woods, through the mountains, um, along the beach and we get like ice cream, we can get like a little hot chocolate you know on the way back. It's It's really nice and it's just nice to get outside as well and like see people obviously from a distance not to like be up close to but just to like see people and like civilization (laughs) get outside once in a while um I don't go for I wouldn't say I go for a walk every day because obviously when I'm doing like online school and stuff I can't be out of the house all the time but it is just nice to get out once I've like finished for the day maybe or just in the morning sometimes if I haven't got a lesson in the morning I just go for a walk with the dogs it's quite nice just to get out of the house and just have fresh air and just feel like you're not stuck in the same place all the time and another thing I've been living at the moment is editing, not video editing. I haven't actually posted um, an edit in a while because I haven't had the motivation. I haven't had the time and I haven't had the, I guess you could say the content. <laughs> I haven't been video editing for a while just because I have been busy <laughs> and you're probably saying like that's just an excuse it is just an excuse i have i've really like lost motivation to edit but i want to get back into editing again video editing because i want to post more edits of more of like my uh, favorite celebrities and idols and um i want to make like i want to make more of a variety and try out like different editing styles and stuff. But yeah, I do love editing because it just makes me feel really like relaxed. Obviously, if it's if I'm trying to like meet like a certain date or something or a certain time, then it's quite stressful. But when I'm just when I'm bored and I don't really have anything else to do, it's just nice to be able to like sit down and do some editing. It just makes me really calm. And the final thing I've been loving to do at the moment is making playlists I've made quite a lot of playlists actually and especially for it sounds really really stupid but i make playlists for specific people and specific like celebrities and stuff i basically made the other day um you'll hear me talk about this man a lot so i'm going to mention him for the first time i think i don't think i've mentioned him before Uh, (laughs) i've mentioned the band he's in i don't think i've mentioned the individual before christopher (laughs) Vella's. there you go it's out in the open um Christopher Bellas aka the love of my life um El Amor de Mi (laughs) Vida I'm gonna stop now okay um I basically made a playlist of all the songs that remind me of him and it sounds so stupid because you're thinking you don't even know him in real life and he doesn't have a clue who you are shut up (laughs) um I made a playlist of all the songs that remind me of him and it just made me really happy just listening to those songs because it just made me like I said, it's just made me think of him and that just brings me happy thoughts. So if you are bored and you have nothing else to do with your spare time, just make a playlist of all the songs that remind you of your favourite celebrity. It could be your comfort character, it could be your comfort celebrity, your comfort streamer, comfort idol, whatever it may be. Just make a song, just make a playlist of songs that remind you of that person and I promise it'll make you happy and it'll put a smile on your face. I'm aware I did go a little bit over time into the Curious Recommends but I'm just gonna finally uh, give to you my favourite YouTuber at the moment and I have quite a few favourite YouTubers at the moment but I'm gonna keep it quite short because I don't want this Curious Recommends to be go on for too long. So my favourite YouTubers at the moment are including Law Medley. I have loved her content for so so long and I've been obsessed with her for absolutely ages. She actually has a podcast of her own which did inspire me a large amount to create my own podcast. She has a podcast called The Creative Key and she's recently started a season two of that podcast and I'm in love with it. It is so amazing and it heavily inspires me to make my own podcast. Another YouTuber I am loving at the moment and have always loved his content for as long as I can remember is Jack Edwards. He is such an amazing YouTuber and he is such a kind person as well, not just his content but him as a person. He is so so amazing and I'm in love with all of the the content that he creates and just him as a person in general um another youtuber and these are kind of like they're kind of all grouped together um another youtuber slash streamer i am deeply <laughs> emotionally attached to is tommy it. <laughs> sounds so stupid um but Tommy his streams and his videos bring me so much happiness and bring me so much like laughter and just make me feel so much better if I'm having a bad day I'll just stick on a Tommy In It video because they just make me smile every time and and finally I'm gonna give you another the little recommendation of uh, streamers that you should definitely watch is George Not Found, aka Goggy. <laughs> I love Goggy so much, honestly. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely check out all of those YouTubers slash content creators slash streamers. They're all amazing, and they create the best content, and I love them so much. Right, so now that we've got Curious Recommends out of the way, I hope you enjoyed my recommendations and maybe you'll take some of them on board. Uh, leave me some of your recommendations in uh, the question box on my Instagram, I will leave one for your recommendations as well. Let's get into today's episode. <laughs> so I've got a little definition here and I just wanted to start out my first topic by discussing what is K-pop and what's the definition, what is it, what... Do we refer to as k-pop so korean pop or k-pop is a genre of popular music which originates in south korea it's influenced by styles and genres from around the world such as rock hip-hop reggae dance jazz all that stuff on top of traditional korean roots so it's a kind of music that's stemmed from south korea but it's evolved into its own kind of thing. So obviously you have other music styles which have originated from a country but become something else, such as American pop, Latin pop, uh, J-pop, which is Japanese pop, you've got C-pop as well, which I think uh, Chinese pop, I'm not sure whether that's the official name for it, but you have a lot of, especially Asian countries, stem these traditional roots of music into something modern and into something that they think people around the world will like so k-pop became popular or sort of hit its peak i just said pop popular (laughs) hit its peak when groups like bts and blackpink to name two of the most biggest names in k-pop began to reach a level of global recognition now this was around the years 2017 2018 and this is around the same time that I actually became a K-pop fan but I wanted to break down and just kind of explore why K-pop is so popular and why it has hooked and enamored so many people around the world including myself at one point in my life so this is kind of based on my opinion as well as a lot of research that i've done into why k-pop is so popular so from the catchy melodies that these songs have to the eye catching music videos you'll find along with these songs the world of k-pop is an easy one to get sucked into but it's kind of like once you're in there's a lot of difficulty getting out and this was actually something that my friend actually explained to me my friend actually got me into k-pop my friend who i she moved away um for a while. She used to go to my school and then she moved away. And then we met, I think, about three years after she moved away. We met for a meal and then we went for a meal. And she started playing me a load of, like, K-pop songs. It was specifically BTS songs because that was the group that, like, I was into when i liked k-pop and she started playing me a load of bts songs and i was like at the time i was a bit confused like why would you like a music in another language and i was a bit confused because i'd never like heard music in korean before i'd never really heard korean before so i was a bit like okay this is weird but you know it's kind of good i could i could probably see myself getting into this and then i think this meal we had was in april and then i got into k-pop properly in like december of 2017 and this was April 2017, we met. So it was quite a while after. But I think it was just the way that she said to me, she said, Oh, be careful though, because once you're in, it's really hard to get out. And at the time I just took that lightly. I just thought, uh, you know, I've got control over myself. I'm not gonna get too obsessed. But bro, when I tell you I was obsessed, I was obsessed. <laughs> I was literally there was it was so hard to get out. And that's why I think the world of K-pop has a certain level of like Toxicity to it because the fans, the fans, man. This is not me like blatantly saying all fans, all K-pop fans are toxic, but some members of the fandom and some people in the fandom and some specific K-pop group fandoms are very toxic and they can be very controlling, very demeaning, and can just be overall rude. And I don't think there's a need for it because at the end of the day, we're all here to support the people we love. So why can't we just all share that love <laughs> instead but it is a really really hard thing to get out of once you're into it it's similar to it's it's like an addiction because you dedicate so much of your life to it and you dedicate a certain part of your like self and like your worth to it that if you were to take that part of you away you just feel like there's nothing left and you just feel like there's nothing left. and it's really dramatic to say because it's just a genre of music at the end of the day but I know as somebody who's been through it trying to remove something you love from your life is a lot harder when it's when you actually get down to the principle of doing it It's easier to say I'm going to remove this from my life than actually do it. For example, it's the same with like a toxic friend or a toxic relationship. You can say I'm going to get rid of it, but there will be points where you're like relapsing, like I miss them. And then you just think to yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I relapsing? Why am I saying I miss them? I don't actually miss them. I'm just missing the emotion and like the love that I had when this thing or this person was in my life. And it's the same with K-pop. I, um, again, I'm going to say this so many times in this podcast, but I'm not discouraging anyone from listening to K-pop, and I'm not discouraging anybody that may already be into K-pop to get out of it. Sorry, encouraging anyone who's already into K-pop to get out of it, because that's not what I'm saying. We all have different experiences, and we all cope with things in different ways. But I'm just saying, from my personal experience, when I was in the K-pop fandom, I thought... I was happy, I thought this was a good point in my life, but it turned out, looking back on it now, on reflection, it was actually probably one of the darkest points in my life. And whether K-pop influenced that, whether K-pop started that, or whether K-pop just added to that, I don't know. But I'm just here to share personal experience and let you know why I think the world of K-pop is just really toxic and why so many people, so many people that I've talked to and spoken to about it, they actually feel the same as me. So the most famous examples of some K-pop groups that you've probably heard of, even if you're not into K-pop, are BTS, Blackpink, you may have heard of groups, other groups like GOT7, TWICE, Red Velvet, 17, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones, EXO, um, JBJ, I'm trying to think of like mainstream ones because I can't really think, I think, oh my god, what's that new one called, TXT? I think i don't i don't i don't keep up with it anymore but more than any other international music industry such as c-pop j-pop american pop latin pop k-pop has been strategically designed to earworm its way into your brain and to elevate south korea and its culture onto the world stage so What this means is they've specifically designed this music and these music videos, these costumes, this choreography, everything to do with K-pop. It's all just amalgamated together and it's made addictive so it stays in your brain and you want to go back for more. So you know how you have what's called an earworm when there's a song stuck in your head and you can't get it out? It's like that with K-pop but you will have this melody or whatever stuck in your head and you go back for more you have this melody you go you research what that melody is and you're hooked on that melody and then you want to find out other melodies that are similar to that i think an example of this is and like when i really like discovered how addictive k-pop is i was in geography in year nine i think it was and my uh this was like at the peak of my like bts phase and i was humming dna in my head any BTS fans will know how addictive that song is, but honestly, I I hate the song, but <laughs> at the time it was at the time it was like one of my favourite songs. And I was just humming, like I was just like, doo, 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 doo. And I was just I just kept humming that over and over again. That's the melody to DNA in case you didn't know. But I was just humming that over and over again. And my geography teacher was sat at the front of the classroom and she must have heard me and she was like, You've got that stuck in my head now. And I was like <laughs> wow this really must be that addictive because it just earworms your way into your brain and it just stays there and it just doesn't move and it's just in there for days and it's the same with so many songs and it's the same with so many k-pop songs and music videos and dances and everything because so many k-pop fans actually learn the choreography to their favorite k-pop songs because they feel like it makes them makes them more feel more included in the fandom I don't really know I I never really learned the choreographies when I was a k-pop fan but you're probably thinking how do I know like so much about k-pop and how much how much knowledge do I have and why why am I sharing this with you so like you've probably gathered because I've said this quite a few times through personal experience and actually further research that I've done on this topic because I want to be informed I don't just want to based this solely on personal experience I want to be informed as well and educated I can tell you more than enough about this genre of music okay I can tell you so much I don't really like to talk about it because it was a dark period in my life for reasons other than the fact I was listening to k-pop and I'm not solely blaming that dark period in my life on that genre of music but I can look back on it and say that it probably did influence my mental health during that period of time and it did influence the way I felt the way I felt about myself the way I felt within myself the way I treated other people the way I was with my friends my family with myself even and yeah I just I just want to reiterate once again I'm not bashing I'm not bashing k-pop I'm not bashing the fans I'm not bashing the music the groups anything like that I'm just purely here to educate and inform people on my personal experience and see if anyone else out there who has previously been a K-pop fan has had a similar experience to me. And please feel free to send in voice notes because you can actually do that. It's uh, you, if you, You'll find it, there's a link in the description to this podcast. Um, You can send in a voice message. Let me know all your personal experiences. If you've ever experienced the world of K-pop, whether you've been a fan, whether you are a fan right now, or whether you're even considering getting into K-pop um, in the future, go for it because everybody has different experiences and everybody reacts to things in different ways now my mental health was not at a good point in 2018 because I've mentioned this in the previous podcast my granddad actually passed away in September 2017 so this was overall just a dark period in my life and whether starting listening to k-pop influenced that and made that worse I don't know at the time I thought it was making it better but looking back on it now I can just see it made it worse and everyone around me was telling me it was making it worse but I was just so brainwashed and so like earwormed by it like I said I was just so earwormed by this music in my head that I couldn't get out that I thought it was making it better so I just carried on and I carried on and I reached a peak I reached a low peak Is a low peak even a thing I don't know I reached a low point though I was literally on the ground I was beneath the ground actually and I thought I was doing so much better but I wasn't, I was just getting worse by the day. So, moving on to the second topic, because I don't want to make these topics too long and I don't want to take up too much of anyone's time because I'm aware that the last one was very, very long and very, very droning on, and I was kind of just rambling on at the end, so, and I was giving you way too many anecdotes. So, I'm going to be moving on to the second topic, which is why do I call the K pop world toxic, dark? Why am I why am I making it out to be so negative? (laughs) You're probably thinking, if you've never had any experience with the K-pop world, you're probably thinking, why why is it so toxic? So from my experience in the K-pop world, I can tell you a lot about the fans and I can tell you a lot about the way they make you feel. Now, fans can sometimes influence you to feel like you have to look a certain way, act a certain way, or even feel a certain way to fit into some kind of fandom. Otherwise, it's almost like you're not good enough and now this is not true at all, you do not have to look like anything, act like anything or be like anything to be in a fandom, whether that's a k-pop fandom, whether that's any fandom, if it's a boy band fandom, if it's a girl band fandom, if it's a youtuber fandom, a tiktoker fandom, whatever it may be, you do not have to be a certain kind of person or look a certain way to be in any fandom, okay? fandoms come in all shapes and sizes and i'm sure if they're a worthy idol to be supporting or a worthy group to be supporting then they will not care what you look like the way you are the person you are as long as you're a nice person i'd like to think that um idols want their fans to be nice people but um you have these kind of fandoms in especially in the k-pop world where they are so toxic that they can even convince you to try and like alter yourself in order to fit into this fandom and there is quite this is quite a triggering topic so feel free I'll leave a little time stamp in the description if you want to skip past this part because I'm going to be talking about eating disorders and eating disorder behavior among in the K-pop world because this is something I have heavily researched and I do know quite a lot about because it was something I was aware of when I was trying to make an escape from the k-pop fandom now there is a lot of eating disorder behavior and a lot of eating disorder culture among the k-pop groups because they'll be conditioned to sort of live a certain lifestyle and live a certain way in order to be this perfect idol now this can mean they are put on restrictive diets Restrictive exercise regimes and they are told to they have to work a certain amount of time a day And they have to eat a certain thing and have to eat at a certain time Maybe they're not allowed to eat within a certain time frame if then I'm I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to like eat on the job So if they're in work or if they're in the studio, they're not allowed to eat now This is obviously so toxic but some fans that are easily led or are vulnerable or are of a certain age if they're quite young they can feel like because their idol does it, they have to do it. Now, obviously, this is so, so toxic and should not be allowed and should never, never, ever, ever, ever be allowed Any under any circumstances. You should not feel like you have to live the same lifestyle as your idol and you should not feel like you have to restrict yourself in order to be the person that you think your idol wants you to be because this is never the case, okay? Your idol, and I know it sounds horrible, but... There is a good chance that this idol that you are supporting doesn't even know who you are and i don't mean that to sound horrible okay your idol loves you i promise but like if your idol has never met you before then they're not going to care what your lifestyle is they're not going to care the way about the way you look about the way you are the way you present yourself on a day-to-day basis because they're not going to see you are they (laughs) unless you send them a million selfies they're not going to see you so you don't need to restrict your lifestyle in order to fit into this kind of fundum that you want to be in. I am quite lucky in the sense that I feel like I can be myself in every single fandom that I involve myself in, especially nowadays. But when I was in the K-pop fandom, I felt like I had to restrict myself. And this actually led to a lot of eating disorder behavior within me and within myself. And um, I have had bulimia in the past, and this is not something I wanna speak too much on because it is a damaging topic for me and I don't wanna get into too much detail about it, but I have suffered with bulimia in the past and i do believe that this is because of the toxic ways of k-pop fandoms and they led me to believe like i wasn't good enough i didn't fit in so i had to change myself and this just led to binge eating binge exercising at some points actually which obviously isn't um, to do with bulimia but it just meant that. I just felt like I wasn't good enough so I had to change myself in a way that made me good enough and it sounds stupid looking back on it now it probably was stupid but it's what I felt I had to do at the time and I feel like this is because of the fandom like I was led to believe that I had to change myself in order to fit in and it was almost like cloning because all all fans they were kind of conditioned to be the same way and all fans were just like we have to worship our idol we all have to be skinny we all have to be Um, have really pretty faces we all have to wear makeup in order to make our skin look smooth and perfect and we'll all use a load of filters to make our skin look smooth and perfect like our idols are but that shouldn't be the case (laughs) that should never be the case but it was the case I don't know whether that's what k-pop fans k-pop fandoms are like today but when I was in the fandom which was in 2018 that's what it was like and it was a horrible experience and I'm really really glad that I got out of it. And a concept that I want to kind of discuss in a bit more detail is the concept of, I think this was the correct term, is idol mania. So just idol mania. Um, And this is basically where people become obsessed. And I mean, borderline obsessed with their idol. They will do everything they can in their in their selves, really, to be like their idol, to act exactly like their idol acts, to look, maybe look the way that their idol looks. Obviously, if they're the opposite gender, it's a bit harder, but um, they will do everything to copy their idol's lifestyle, to live the way that their idol lives, to maybe look like them, to act like them, to pick up on certain characteristics that their idol does, but they will basically just copy their entire lives. And a case that I've actually like researched into is a guy called ollie london who is basically he's a man who lives in lives in london i'm pretty sure or he might have moved to korea i'm not too sure but he is a massive massive bts fan who are obviously one of the biggest k-pop groups in the world and probably one of the biggest groups in the world to be honest um and he is a massive massive bts fan especially of one of the members who is called jimin um i don't know whether you're like you know the bts members names but if you do then good for you <laughs> i do too after three years um, but yeah he's basically his favorite member is jimin who is one of the members of bts the seven i'm pretty sure <laughs> but yeah he's really really obsessed with jimin so he's actually got cosmetic surgery and modified himself like the way he looks his face and his body he has copied jimin's diet regimes he copied his exercise routines he's tried dancing he apparently knows all the choreographies to all the songs and I just think it's kind of obsessive really because he has enhanced him surgically enhanced himself so much to the point that he wants to look like his idol that it's actually damaging and it's actually really really toxic to see how overwhelming like this amount of like addiction that he has to his idol has influenced him and has made him change himself as a person because you can't go back on cosmetic surgery once you've altered like maybe if it's like lip fillers or like I don't even know like Botox or like you change the colour of your eyes or like you have your ears pinned back whatever it may be you can't go back on that there's no going back on that and or like a nose job or whatever I don't know but there's no going back and he is stuck like that for life now even if he doesn't like bts in say 50 years to come he is stuck like that for life and i just think that it's a really really big regret for example i've talked about this in the past but um i'm not too sure like whether i'd actually go through with it and whether i'd still like them in the future but i've always talked about getting uh, the logo of cnco like the um the little band's logo like on my wrist or something or like on my arm like one of the members like christopher has um he's basically got the cnco logo on his arm and i think it looks really cute and i thought it was just kind of like minimalistic so i thought maybe you know maybe i'd get one you know so then we can match but i thought it was a cute idea but then i was thinking to myself if i don't like cnco in 20 years time I'm just going to be left with their logo on my arm. Like, if they break up, if they split up as a group. For example, it's like getting the One Direction logo. I mean, obviously, One Direction is still a big thing, but if they split up in 20 years' time and nobody's heard from them for ages, then I'm just going to look a bit stupid, aren't I? But it's the point where this idol mania becomes... becomes toxic and becomes overwhelming and just takes over your life and you can't control it anymore and i think that's what's happened to a lot of fans especially like in the case of say ollie london he has changed his entire life to become like his idol and obviously that that is quite concerning and a bit more into the eating disorder and the kind of diet culture that i wanted to discuss about Um, exercise and diet regimes that these idols are on some members of k-pop fandoms are under the age of 16 or under the age of 18 and obviously you're still growing and developing I'm pretty sure your brain is still growing and developing until you're at least age 25 so to be damaging your body like that is really 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 damaged I just said damaging is really 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 scary and you just should not be doing that because you're growing like whether it's height or weight you're still growing until you're about 18 and your brain is still growing until you're 25 so if you're trying these damaging diet and exercise regimes that your idols are on then you're really going to damage your health and you're going to mess up your growth as well and you're going to regret it okay (laughs) you're going to regret it there are people who have i've seen like trying k-pop idols diets for a month and they come out of it looking like sick like not, not good sick, bad sick, they come out of it looking pale, tired, emaciated, they just look tired and they just look sick and it's just horrible to think that these idols have to live like that but when some young people are so heavily influenced by these idols and this idol mania concept that they live their lives like that and they don't have to and they shouldn't have to, but they've just become so intoxicated and so obsessed with it that they feel like they have to and it's just really damaging. i moving on to the third topic. I say moving on every time I move on. I need another word continuing continuing on to the third topic i want to talk about why i got sucked in and my personal experience with k-pop now i've already brushed over my personal experience and how i got into k-pop in the first place but i just wanted to go into a bit more detail so i could make this a bit more relatable and make this a bit more personal to me so like i previously mentioned my friend actually got me into k-pop and actually told me about the whole world of k-pop and this was if i remember correctly was april of 2017 um i had been separated from my well not separated but she moved schools like all the way across the country to england actually um she moved schools and we were separated we chatted over the internet sometimes but it wasn't we were nearly never nearly as close as we were in person because it just wasn't the same over text we didn't click as well as we did in real life if that makes any sense but yeah so when I saw her again and she started playing this music to me and it was weird at first because I was like, it's in a different language. Why would I want to listen to music in a different language? Um, but I was enjoying it, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was like, oh, this is actually quite good. And she I was like, um, have this have these people got any other songs? And she was like, yeah. So she started playing some songs to me. And I would later go on to realise that this group that I was listening to was BTS. Now, BTS are a seven-piece K-pop group who obviously originate from South Korea and i could tell you so much about bts i couldn't tell you like recently because i stopped like keeping track of everything they were doing in like 2018 obviously i hear a bit about them in the news every now and then not in the news but like on social media i hear bits about them like about their songs and stuff and about like them and what they're doing i hear bits and pieces but i don't actively follow them so you've got let me let me try and remember you've got jimin suga whose real name is yoongi j-hope whose real name is Hoseok. V, whose real name is Taehyung. You've got RM, whose real name is Namjoon, Jin, and Jungkook. Have I forgotten anyone? Wait, I just need to go over that again. Jimin, Suga, J-Hope, RM, Jungkook, Jin. (gasps) I'm missing someone. Taehyung, that was it. Yeah seven members so you got seven members of bts and bts were formed in 2013 um with their debut single no more dream which is i'm not gonna lie it's a bop and i do listen to bts occasionally now and then but i try and avoid it because it just takes me back to a point in my life where i was very low and i was very depressed so if you do ever catch me listening to bts please tell me to stop immediately because i'm just gonna make myself very sad (laughs) so Um, My friend got me into BTS and told me to listen to it, told me to go home and listen to it, so I did. And I was like, yeah, okay, but I put it away for a while. I kind of carried on listening to the music I was listening to at that point in my life, which was... I honestly couldn't tell you what I was listening to in 2017 but then I think I picked it up in about November-December 2017 when my friend was asking me for song recommendations so I decided to check BTS out again and I saw that they had a couple of new singles out since then they had a single called DNA which I'm pretty sure came out in around that time when I did actually get into them so it was brand new when it, when um, I was a fan and I was like oh my god this is so good this is amazing and I got my other friends into it and we kind of discovered it together we kind of went through the discovery process together of like learning the names learning like the chants and everything learning all the stuff like that because basically at the beginning of every BTS song if you go and see BTS live you're supposed to apparently chant their names at the beginning of the song. So, for example, in DNA, you've got the little like I mentioned before. Um, So, in that gap, you're actually supposed to chant their full names. And I think, (laughs) oh my God, I'm going to embarrass myself now. Oh... I'm going to embarrass myself now if I try this, but um, (laughs) at the beginning of each song, you're basically supposed to go Kim Nam Joon, Kim Siok Jin, Min Yoon Gi, Jung Ho Seok, Park Jin Min, Kim Se Young, Jong Jung Koo, BCS, which is their full names. And you're basically supposed to chant. Oh, I'm surprised I remember that actually. Well, they're me. Um, But basically you're supposed to chant their names at the beginning of the song. And to be honest, I'm not going to lie, it is a bit creepy. (laughs) The whole audience just screaming their full names to them. Whilst they perform, it is a bit creepy, but but yeah. Um my first ever K-pop group that I liked was BTS and I got into other groups, K-pop groups as well. So I liked EXO, and I couldn't tell you much about EXO, but I liked 17 as well, who I think there's like 13 members in 17, I don't even know. And blackpink as well. I didn't really like that many girl K-pop groups because I was kind of just like I was kind of just like I'm looking for celebrity crushes. Um and yeah, I wasn't really open to like the possibility of like crushing on females at that point. So, um I was just kind of like Blackpink. Yeah, I like Blackpink. I like their music. They have some good bops. Um you've got Jenny, Rosé, Lisa and Jisoo. <laughs> I'm honestly so bad at remembering stuff, but yeah. And I just became obsessed with like learning everything about BTS. I was Obsessed. I needed to know all the songs I needed to know all the lyrics even though they were in Korean I would just like mime along I would just be like mmm <laughs> but yeah I just remember being absolutely absolutely obsessed and I got my friends into it as well I had two really close friends at the time and we went on the school bus together and we would just play BTS songs there BTS songs on the way back and everyone was absolutely sick of us <laughs> by the time that like it had been about six months we have been listening to k-pop Everyone was sick of us, so we just <laughs> we just moved away. We were so flipping like depressed and so like dark at that point in our lives. It was like we were emo, and everyone just hated us. But we we just thought we were so cool. I don't even I couldn't I don't even know. And I kind of want to go into a bit of detail about how like enamored and infatuated I became with one certain K-pop idol in particular, and this is Park Jimin of BTS. I'm not only London, I promise. <laughs> But I became so, so, so infatuated with Jimin that I was honestly obsessed with him. Anyone who was friends with me at the time will tell you I was so obsessed with Jimin. I literally dedicated my entire life to him. I was, I think I had a fan account on Instagram, which was called ACS Jimin, which is my initials plus Jimin because my last initial is J. So... And that just perfectly tied into Jimin, so I was like, "Oh my god, soulmates!" But yeah, um, I was just so obsessed with Jimin. Some of the things I did to prove how obsessed I was with Jimin included: I wrote fanfic. So I wrote these little things called imagines on Wattpad, which is basically like a scenario that you set up for your idol, and you just imagine doing stuff. I don't even, I don't even want to go there, but you just. It's like a kind of imagine thing and it kind of apparently it, make, it helps people like relax and it helps people feel happy I, I, I don't know but i do still like reading imagines they are very fun and they do sometimes have a little twist in them which makes them even more interesting but yeah <laughs> um i had a journal i had a bts journal i had a k-pop journal but it was specifically bts and it was very very stalkerish because i just basically wrote down everything i knew about jimin in this book and just kept it for myself i wrote down i was like jimin is however tall jimin is this size shoe jimin was born in blah 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 jimin's birthday is blah 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 jimin has a dog (laughs) i was so obsessed and i was like "Where does jimin buy his clothes from and i actually followed this page which tells you where jimin got his clothes from i think i actually bought some of them i couldn't even tell you but i think i think i bought some of them (laughs) and then um i actually had these pictures that I'd printed out and they were on my wall originally but I remember I went to summer camp one year with um, my school I went to summer camp and we were there for a week and I was like oh my god I'm gonna miss Jimin so much (laughs) oh it just makes me cringe but so I took these pictures with me and I laid them out by the bed there was basically there was like this little windowsill by the bed um this was on army camp bear in mind so I literally would have got like beat up by the Like by the leaders if they saw this but um I had these little pictures of Jimin that I took with me to army camp and I laid them out by my bedside and I would literally be like good night Jimin I love you (laughs) every night before I'd go to sleep and it is the most cringeworthy thing ever but that just shows you how infatuated I was and how enamored I was with the whole idea of an idol and having somebody for like comfort and like a comfort idol and somebody that like I dedicated my entire life to and I feel like I still do have that with um my with Christopher from CNCO obviously I'm not that borderline obsessed like I don't have a book written about him but it's kind of it's nice to have a comfort idol but it just got to that point where it's just borderline obsession and I told myself I wasn't going to do that but I think I probably by the end I probably did end up doing that and um yeah it was just it was just a massive obsession and I just didn't know how to get out of it and I didn't feel like I needed to get out of it because I thought it was nice that I had someone that I loved with my whole heart and I appreciated more than anything and I felt like he loved me and I loved him and that was it and life was good but no (laughs) so just to sum up like why I did get sucked in and basically answer the question of this section why did I get sucked in I believe that I became obsessed with K-pop because I was looking for an escape. Like I've mentioned previously, my grandma passed away in 2017 of September of 2017 and I was looking for an escape. I was looking for a void. I was looking for something that I could use to escape from the stresses, from the pressures, from the negative thoughts I was feeling and somehow I just fell into K-pop. I fell into that world and obviously Obviously, it felt like the only option at that point in my life, but realizing now that there are other options and there are things that could have made me feel better, I was convincing myself that that was making me feel better. But there are other things that made me feel better, such as talking to people, such as listening to music that is actually uplifting and has an uplifting message behind it, making new friends, talking to people, talking to your family, spending time with your family, writing, reading. Um, watching videos, watching TV shows, watching movies, listening to, like I said, listening to music that has a happy message behind it and doesn't make you feel depressed all the time and doesn't make you feel like you have to dedicate your entire life to it. It's good if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to, that's fine, it's a personal choice, but I felt like I had to and that's the difference with fandoms that I'm in now compared to that fandom that I was in then, those K-pop fandoms, I felt like I had to be this person. And I felt like I had to be active and doing stuff and making edits and practicing dancing, choreographies, listening to music, streaming their songs all the time, all the goddamn time, 24-7, I had to be K-pop mode. And I just couldn't escape it. And that's just what was so toxic. And I think I got sucked in because I was just so vulnerable and I just needed an escape and just happened to fall into that, that was my escape, that's that's why I got sucked in. And then a little closing topic from me because I don't want to keep this podcast too long and I don't want to make this too uninteresting and drag this out for too long, I'll just do a little closing topic and this is how I escaped and how I managed to move on. So in around, I'd say I'd, stay, I'd stayed in the K-pop fandom for about a year, so from July 27, no sorry, what did I say? April 2017 to around, I want to say around July 2018, I was a proper K-pop fan and I was a proper hardcore K-pop fan, loved it so much, couldn't get enough of it, was generally obsessed with it. But then in July 2018, I started to realise that maybe Maybe it wasn't making me happy. Maybe I should listen to the people around me and realize that it isn't actually making me happy and it's just making me more miserable. So I began to explore new music genres. I got into artists like Years and Years, Troye Sivan, um, some other soundtracks that I'd heard, such as like The Greatest Showman, Reimagined. I got into stuff like that. I got into new TV shows. I discovered The Big Bang Theory, which was which is still a comfort TV show to me now because probably because I discovered it at that point in my life, it just made me feel so much better. I started talking to people. I started talking to my friends and family about how I felt and how they felt that I was like acting and presenting myself throughout that period in my life. And they just basically told me, you weren't yourself. And even though I felt like I'd never been more myself, I'd never actually been less myself, which was a real, real turning point for me. And it just made me realize that sometimes, you're convincing yourself that you're happy but you're actually just distracted and that's what it was like at this point at this point in my life and it's it's not the end okay it's not me saying that that was the last time I felt sad and I haven't felt sad since because that is not true that is simply not true I have felt sad I feel sad a lot of the time I feel sad some nights I feel sad some days because we all have bad days Okay, there's no no definite turning point in your life when you can say I'm happy 24-7 because that is not normal. Nobody feels happy 24-7 and that's why it's so important to remember to be there for your friends, to look out for your friends, to ask them if they're feeling okay, ask them how their day was, ask them how they're feeling, if it's in the morning, if it's in the evening, in the middle of the day, ask them how they are, ask them how they're doing, how their day's going, how their day's been, what they've got planned, what did they do, what did they have for breakfast, what did they have for dinner, what drinks have they had today? just ask them, keep interested, stay interested because I felt like there was nobody there for me at that point in my life and that's why I became so obsessed because I felt like these idols that I was depending on were the only people that cared about me and it was kind of a sad reality for me because I turned away from so many people at that point in my life that I just shut everyone out and I just put a barrier around me and said only idols and only K-pop people are allowed in this barrier because I just pushed everyone else out so I feel like the way to escape for me was to kind of self-recognition and kind of self-growth that it wasn't helping it wasn't making me feel better and it wasn't making me feel happier it was just making me feel more sad and it was a real turning point for me to discover new artists discover new tv shows discover new movies talk to new people talk to my family spend more time with my family and friends and open up to people and that that was how I escaped. So if you have been a K-pop fan in the past and you feel like your experience has been similar to mine, maybe it's been different to mine, I don't know. Let me know. Um, send me in a voice message. Let me know what your experience has been if you've ever been in the in a K-pop fandom before or any kind of toxic fandom that you may have experienced before. Just let me know what your experience was in any kind of fandom that you didn't feel welcome in, that you didn't feel like you be- like you got made to feel like you didn't belong in. And yeah, just share your experiences with me because I found that I feel so much happier and so much more accepted in the fandoms that I am in now than I did back then. Even though I was convincing myself I felt accepted back then, I never truly did. Okay, so I think that draws today's episode of Voyage of Curiosity to a bit of a close. I know it was a bit shorter than the previous ones have been, but I did want to keep this shorter and kind of vary the lengths of my podcast to see which works better and to see which um, length people enjoy. So I actually left a couple of polls over on my Twitter, on my my Instagram, and I basically asked what um, day would people prefer for me to upload my podcast on. And looking at the results, I found that most people said that they would prefer me to upload on a Friday, so obviously I'm going to take that information on board and I'm going to be uploading on Fridays in future. This won't be on every Friday because I, like I've said in the past, I am a student. That school is obviously my priority and so I won't be doing weekly uploads. Um, once I've finished, maybe for the summer, I might be doing weekly uploads. I'll see how I go. I'll see how I go. I'll see how I feel and see what happens. But maybe you know, maybe we will have weekly uploads of Voyage of Curiosity soon, and we will be having a season two soon. So I think probably once I've reached about ten episodes, I might start a new season. So this will basically just be different ideas, different concepts, different topics. Uh, maybe a different layout of the podcast. Maybe a different intro. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see how the boat flows. Oh, that made no sense. We'll see how the tide. I don't even know what the phrase is, the tide rolls, I don't know. We'll see where the wind blows us, there we go. So I actually had four votes for Friday and two votes for Tuesday. And then I asked if anybody had any topic suggestions, but I didn't actually get any. So um, if you are listening to this right now, please go over to my Instagram, it's VOC Podcast with two Ts and please go and follow it for a start, and then you can always, always, always leave suggestions. My DMs are open. If there, a, if there isn't a question box in my story, you can always leave me a DM. I try and respond to them as often as I can. Sometimes I'm not on the account, but when I am on the account, I will be definitely responding to any DMs I have, and then there are question boxes on there quite frequently, so be sure to respond to them if there is ever a a question box on there and just leave me a suggestion whether it's for a topic whether it's something you want to hear me give advice on give recommendations on or whatever it may be just leave me a suggestion and I will be sure to get back to it so I'm aware I literally said that I was going to keep this one quite short and I wasn't going to make this as long as the other one but I'm looking at the length now it's actually the exact same length as the other one so I'm sorry about that but if you did make it to the end well done I'm very proud of you you are a true a true voyager and I'm very proud of you so I hope you did enjoy this episode if you did make sure to follow this page for similar podcasts in the future and make sure you go and follow me on instagram voc podcast with two t's and leave me a recommendation for any future episodes and in the meantime stay curious